Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Signs from the Other Side. This is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from our loved ones on the other side. I'm your host, Fern Ronay, and I'm so excited to chat with my friend, the one and only James Lott Jr. He has not called in yet, so I hope we're not having another issue. But let me um, give him another minute, um, and I will read you a little bit about Mr. James Bott Jr. He is the super organizer, as well as a podcast and radio host, author, recording artist, life coach, poet, producer, and papa. He can be found hosting after shows and his own shows on AfterBuzz TV and Black Hollywood Live, as well as his own podcasts, a lot of help in between the pages and the SOS show. His books can be found on Amazon, including... Who Put the Funhouse Mirror in My Bathroom, One Man's Realization About Weight Gain and Loss. And his music can be found on iTunes. All of this is in the show notes. And I believe James is coming through, hopefully not too I'm long. Here. Hi! <laughs> I, I heard your intro and I'm like, I'm tired. All the things that I do, I'm already tired just listening to all that. <laughs> You're the super do doer, and I love it. You do, James. Just, You're awesome. I, when I hear that, when people read back my stuff to you, I'm like, I just, I do, I do, I do do all of that. I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I do because you're awesome. It's so funny. I was just listening to um, "Lot of Help" with your cousin Maya lot, and you talked about. Uh, yeah. So I don't mean to, I don't mean to start with you know the. Bell's palsy, but you've been very open about it, and you said something yeah, that really yeah, touched yeah. me. You said when you first got it, you couldn't smile and you couldn't laugh, and I was like, "That's James." Like, we know each other from After Buzz, so I can tell you that like the corridor of After Buzz is lit up by James's laugh and James's smile. Everyone knows him, everyone loves him, and I was like, for him not to be able to laugh or smile, it like robbed the essence of who you are, but. It seems like you're back. Are you feeling good? Uh, well, thank you for saying that. And it's what's funny. Can, can you hear me fine? I'm sure. Am I, am I good? Yes, yes, yes. You know, I got a big mouth, so I got a big voice, big, big voice. So <laughs> usually you can hear me. Um, no, it's funny because that I have not been at AfterBuzz because I've had Bell's palsy literally five months as of yesterday. And oh. the first two months, just briefly the first two months, my, face, my left side of my face was paralyzed. So when I, when I talked about how the, the biggest thing that struck me out of this whole thing was, I can't smile. It's, like, it's, a, it's a weird thing because when I started leaving the house to, like, go to the store or hold a door open for somebody, or usually I smile and say, here you go, and I say, thank you, and I go, you're welcome. Or I, I go, hi, to ask you a question, and I'll smile to ask the question, and I couldn't. And I'd explain to people, I'm not being mean. Um, I, I, I have no palsy. I, just, I can't laugh or smile. Like, it's, it was a really, oh, it hit me really hard. you're such a smiley person. Go ahead. Your throwback Thursday pictures are the best, the cutest, oh, you. adorable. You've always been had this big smile. Like, that's just part of yeah. who you are. And, yeah, so – and did you um, know what was happening at first? Because it must have been terrifying. It was, it was one of the scariest things in my life. And it's funny. I side note, my mother said I came out the womb smiling. I was always smiling. I was a smiling baby. <laughs> I was always smiling. 
Um, so yes. So when I so this is a this is a great for anybody out there. I, I'm, I'm my new crusade is to tell people because Bell's palsy happens to more people than people even realize. Happens all hmm. ages at any time. It comes on at any time. I had an earache for two days. I did five hours of AfterBuzz TV shows the night before. Oh I talked for five hours. <laughs> I did. I did all the whole soap opera, soap opera block. I did every oh. show in five hours, and my mouth was acting a little weird. Like I was like, my brain was like saying certain words. Like to my mouth didn't want to form them. But I didn't, I didn't know. What, I thought maybe I'm just tired. I just did five hours of talking. Then I got home, and that morning, I woke up and I felt weird. My mouth was just not functioning correctly, and like in a way that it was just like it just wasn't. I went to yawn, and half my mouth was oh. like doing a weird thing. My tongue was kind of acting up, and so I looked in the mirror. I'm like, something looks off. And I called my mother who had Bell's palsy twice. She had Oh, okay. Because I'm such a hypochondriac. I would have been like, I'm having a stroke. I would have called 911 right away. Like, oh, well, that's the thing. But, okay, so your what mom thing? had it before. Okay. Well, she had it before. But, see, I didn't know if I was having a stroke either. And I'm a former nurse of the many things I've done. Mm. And oh I know God. that. I've done many. I've had many careers, girl. I, had so I love careers. it. Um, and I was a nurse. And I know that a lot of times you catch a stroke within the first six, seven hours of an onset, you can actually reverse the effect sometimes or at least control right. it and, 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 and less it. So I was like, I don't have a stroke. It was on the left side where it usually happens, your heart is. And I just said, okay, just stay calm, James. Go to your doctor. And my mm-hmm. doctor, luckily, is okay. a couple miles away. I live, I live, in, I live in Inglewood. The doctor's in Westchester. It's not far away from me. So I, I said to my mom, I'm going to the doctor now. Went to the clinic. Let's see what happens. And he looked, we did some tests for two hours, which about two hours to figure it out. These different tests, they were testing for stroke, testing for something. And he goes, you have Bell's palsy. And my face started okay. to droop. My face was inflamed. The, the cranial nerve behind my ear was inflamed and it started to puff up. That's what, that's what told them, like, this is, this, this is something different. And then, yeah, you know, then, right. after, then, yeah. then within the next three or four days, my, my whole left side collapsed. Paralyzed. Oh, you poor thing. That's so, I mean, like it's, it's relieving on the one hand that it's not a stroke and that it eventually yeah. goes away, but how distressing. Oh, I'm sorry. And, see, and you're supposed to not stress when you have Bell's palsy. Because <laughs> Bell's Which is like, actually, yeah, here's a stressful yeah. thing. Try not to be stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're like, how do I do this? So it was a very, so I'm I got, I got back on to... prednisone. What? Okay. I'm glad you you seem back to normal. Well, I, I'm not there yet. I well, here's the thing. Okay. So looks wise, I'm about ninety percent back, but I'm still my my okay. cranial. I've now now I have what basically is a brain nerve condition, and so what happens is like today I'm having a good day today. I'm able to talk to you, think clearly, do all this stuff. There's some days my vision goes in and out. There's days when I can't think clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's things where I'm extremely tired. Uh, my face twitches, and this is my Bell's palsy. When you feel something in your face, that's a good thing. So it's very interesting. Yeah. So two days ago, okay, uh, I'm, on, I'm on vacation. I'm on medical leave vacation. I my face left side of my face was on fire, and it was just so painful. And so you take some like you have some Advil or somewhere leave, and you put warm compress in your face. It just it's just it's 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 not fun. I wouldn't wish on anybody, but I could wake up uh-uh. tomorrow and be back to normal completely. Or it's going go on for another five, six, seven months. 
So I have no idea. So oh. now at the stage, I'm just trying to learn how to live with it. Yeah. You have such a good attitude, though. Like, I feel like, has Grandma Mitzi been, been with you through this whole process? Because I know she uh, sent a penny and a dime recently. Oh, yeah. So I write 11 cents. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll yes. Answer. But, yeah, it, it's funny because um, I have really had to really rely. Like I said, I've been very open. I've done many interviews and very open about it. If there's been some tough moments, it just gets tough. And um, yeah. and there's people who are not with I've had a lot of death in my life, too, recently. A lot, a lot of my mm-hmm. people aren't here, but I do feel them around. It's in, for purposes of the show, I believe in spirits and that we're all energy. Mm-hmm. And I believe that once we leave the earth, so to speak, in a, in a earthly body, there are other mm-hmm. ways we're still here. And so, that's, and so they, some of them have carried me through a little bit. It's been tough. They've carried yeah. me through a little bit. You yeah. were saying with your um, cousin Maya that, you know, there's no such thing as failure and that, um, you, you know, you learn from everything. So I feel like I hate, you know, nobody, I never think anybody, like you were actually saying this with your cousin Maya, things don't happen to people to punish them. There's no such thing as punishment. Right. You get right. things in life to learn. Failures, even success, you learn from your mistake, you learn from everything. So I feel like maybe this is, what do you think you're learning from this? Uh, so, well, I'm going to say, and number, and number one, I would say, too, that podcast episode with me and my cousin Maya has been my most listened to, highest rated podcast. Of that it's series. wonderful. And, and she's a bomb. I love Maya. That's my girl. Um, and I just talked to her the other day, actually. She's great. She, like, she talked about her living with her kind of chronic illness, too. Um, yeah, mm. I don't believe in failure. Those are things as failure. That word doesn't mean anything to me. It's, I got this for a reason, and I, I, I do understand that now. I was going down a path of extreme stress in my personal mm-hmm. life, and I wasn't handling it correctly. And I think, or handling it, or handling it in a way that would better me. So, and I was mm-hmm. heavily overweight because I've also lost fifty pounds in the last eleven months, also. Um, okay. And I was my thank you. My, my heart was was was, was just, everything was happening to me. I have a feeling this was this was something that this was like wake up call saying James. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Sorry to do this to you. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. But sorry to do this to you. We're going to give you a major wake-up call and see what you do with this. And what I learned is my health is important. Everything else will not happen if I don't have good health. Exactly. Health is health. It's so interesting that, that you – so you started the weight loss um, 11 months ago. In, so January, like so a, in January, I started. Okay. Yes, in January, I started. I talked to my doctor and dietitian. We started a plan. So by the time I got Bell's palsy, I was diagnosed July second. Um, but up to up to that, we had, I had my my I had a three every three months I was meeting up with them. So in June we had our six month meeting. And I had lost I had lost thirty pounds at that point. So and, amazing. Uh, I, but I couldn't tell. I really couldn't tell. It's so weird. I couldn't tell. I was like, I can't wait to tell. Everybody <laughs> now thinks you can tell. Your face is smiling. I can tell now. <laughs> I mean, I'm now, I'm down, I'm down. I can really tell. But I was, down, I was trying to create a habit, uh, which was mm-hmm. eating better and just, like, and just, and just mm-hmm. like more exercise and handling my stress. And the Bell's palsy hit, which for the first two months, I couldn't do anything. I had to stop everything and pull out hmm. of everything. And so that was interesting. And so now I know I had to focus on with my health. 
Yeah, that's so interesting because I'm the type of person who would been like, for the first six months, I was doing amazing. I was getting my health in order. I was doing exactly what you want me to. And then you hit me with this thing, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, where I can't do all of these great habits I've been so it's, it's, yeah. I feel like maybe you were meant to learn a lesson in control. Like you'll get back to doing all of those healthy things, but now you have to take care of yourself mentally. Like you have to oh, yeah. stop oh, yeah. and, and do yeah. mental self-care in addition to physical health care. That's so and fascinating. Think, and, and, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, um, my mother says a hard head makes a soft behind. There's sometimes <laughs> you have to really hit it hard get a really big thing to happen to shake you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you yeah. don't need Sometimes it's a small thing that clicks and you're like, oh, okay, now I feel this way. But I think for me it was, it was really – and I was also rising in my career. I had some great things happening. It was just really funny mm-hmm. the timing of this. And so yeah. the last five months have been more about me, 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 getting the mental mm-hmm. stuff together, handling my business, and figuring out how to – Slowly I'm coming back, and I'm slowly starting to do things. I'm slowly getting the stamina up. But, like, I have no – I don't have control over it. It's like it's basically, come on, James, just go take care of yourself. Yes, yes. A year from now we're going to be like, the weight loss is still a success. You're past the bell yes. palsy, and everything else is going wonderfully. Like, you just had to go through it for whatever reason, and That's you made it. And congratulations. So a year from now That's I'm going to send you this podcast and <laughs> say, yay. Yes. Yes, I hope so. For I hope so. Hope so. I mean, that's that's the plan. It's just to keep on going, and, and that's why I've been losing weight just like a little bit. I've been losing like a couple pounds a week, so I'm, that's why I'm like I'm not trying to lose 19 pounds in 10 days. Like I said, I've done it before. Right. It didn't, it didn't stick. I'm right. trying a whole new lifestyle. Now I don't crave the ice cream anymore. Now I don't crave the honey buns. Now I don't crave okay. there's things I don't crave anymore. I I kicked it. Yeah. Like I totally. I go to the grocery yeah. store. There's certain aisles I'm not tempted to go down anymore. So nice. Wow, you really did that. change the habits. I did. It's amazing. And but the Bell's palsy was a so, big part of it. I mean, it really shook me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So. Um, you're when I so we follow each other on social media, and I love your social yes, you media. Do. You're like a bright, you're a bright light. And I saw Thank a snap you. recently, and so you were holding 11 cents. Which my husband and I love the yeah. number 11, and you know it's the angel Thank number, you. and um. And you said your grandma Mitzi was with you, and I was like, if I didn't already love James, now I know he's like he's one of my <laughs> one of my people. Um, so yeah. how? So what was Grandma Mitzi like? Okay, so here and it's just kind of like a sad part of the story. Uh, but growing up, she was she was kind of glamorous to me. Her and um, she's from New York, and uh, and and came up. They California. often are glamorous from New York. You know, New Yorkers, come on. Yorkers. I'm a New Yorker by by family, and I've been going since I was a kid, so I love it. But she, my grandmother, my aunt Sierra, they were all glamorous to me. They all, you know, they would not leave the house without makeup and a wig, and at least a nice pair of clothing. And they carried, they spoke really well. They carried themselves a certain way, like queens. And oh, I love that. I, I look at old pictures and I'm always like, I want to go back to those times when men were in hats and women were yes, in. I in, love it. Yes, nylon. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I too. love it. I do. And she and she just she just she was well read and uh, we had a lot of things in common when I was a kid. This is bad stuff. If this was the seventies. I was I was I'm from the seventies and eighties. I'm a seventies eighties kid, <laughs> a little older. So I'm gonna say this next statement, but it was like it was this kind of kid. She would come stay with us like maybe once a month. She would come over and stay with us. And she had to go to work. 
to come for the weekend and go to work on Monday uh, mornings, work for the city. And I would get up mm. early with her and have coffee and a donut with her. Like, she would get Aww. a no coffee, of course. But I had a little bit of coffee. It wasn't like a big cup or anything. It was a little cup of coffee. Yeah. And I'd sit with her and talk to her as she was getting ready to go to work. And then Aww. she'd go off to work. And I'd walk into the, no, my, no, my brother walked into the bus stop and she'd go off to work. So that was a lot of fun. She was a nice person. But then we had, I know, she was just like, she was really, she was really nice. She, was just, like, she always had candy in her purse, you know, stuff. Yeah. Um, love cat. And she it's so cat. nice that you got that time with your grandmother that you remember. Like, so my brother and I, like, used to go to our grandparents every weekend. And I feel like that time was so special because you really got to, we really got to know them. Well, as I'm so a grandparent special. myself. Um, I know, I, I can't believe it. It. It's, it's crazy. I can't believe it. My, my second daughter just got engaged yesterday. Uh, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Her, oh. her boyfriend of five years oh. finally asked her. My, my first daughter is the one who gave me the, gave me the, the kid, the grandkids. Uh, but my second oh. daughter just got engaged. So I, I can't believe I got kids and grandkids either. I'm like, how'd that happen? And how am I that old <laughs> to have that, have that happen? Um, but no, but I learned a lot of my grandparenting from the nice grandparents I had growing up. I lucked out that I had a couple of grandfathers, I had a couple of great grandmothers, and then I had grandmothers. Mm-hmm. So I lucked out yeah. into my adult life. I had most of them. Then they all started dying. I, mean, I lost my last grandmother last year. And that was in Yeah, and really yeah I saw Grandma Susie, right? Grand, yeah, Grand Susie. That's why I that was my girl. And yeah. so she, we were super Aww. close, and she, and she died unexpectedly the day after my dog died. So it was like it was a weird couple days for me. Scrabble. Um, I remember. Scrabble. I miss Scrabble. Too. He comes to me in dreams, too. Scrabble yeah. comes to me in all he the time. Does. Too. He does oh, all the time. Well, Scrabble's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, hear him, I hear him walking around the house and stuff. That's my story. But Mech to Mitzi, Mitzi Oh, my God. Great. We have to talk about that. Yeah, it's what's called Scrabble. But Mitzi was great. Yeah. And then, uh, but then we had a falling out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and so when she died, she died that in happens. aneurysm. Yeah. So she died in aneurysm. So she died, she died in my mother's arms, actually, just at the house. Just Aww. killed over and that was it. And so I, for 20 years, I had this kind of unfinished business with her. Yeah. she died, and I, I came home, I saw before they pulled the plug on her, did all that. But I didn't, I didn't, we didn't get a chance to reconcile. So for 20 years, I had this kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And so, so after she died, so I often say, like, you know, sometimes you can have a better relationship with someone after they pass. It sounds ironic, but I, I, it's true. And um, I, it. I think, yeah, I think it sounds like that's what happened with her. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So 20, almost well, yeah, about 20 years later, 22, 23 years later. No, actually, when that, it was, it was, actually it was always 10 years, about 10, 15 years later. I'm at a conference. I, I, I used to, another part of my job, I used to work in the insurance <laughs> industry. I know, this is crazy. I used to be a, no, get this fur, get this fur. I used to be a farm and agricultural specialist. I that I, I actually can't believe. <laughs> I can talk about no. cranberry bogs. And turkey ranches and poultry <laughs> farms. I went to school for. It. I have a degree in it. I um, wow. I, I, I ran. I ran conferences for for ten years. I ran conferences all across the country to farmers and wow. farmers and people. Oh, I Crazy. love it. I love it. Things. I love a career change. Oh, I did so many of those trips. That's not yeah. the last big job I have before I left at forty and changed my life. But that was, I did that for ten years. But anyway, so wonderful. <clears throat> I was in Vegas. And we used to run a conference there for two days. And one, and my best friend at the time, Nick, he was my best friend. We were housemates, and we worked together. 
So we we travel together. We just we share one room. So we just get two beds, share mm-hmm. one room, mm-hmm. same cost. And yeah. he was in one bed. I was in the other. And it was. And I'm telling you, it wasn't a dream because I've had I've had mm-hmm. things happen where you go, wow, that's an interesting dream. It seems so real. No, this was right. a dream. This was just this was. Mm-hmm. I was awake and I just woke up. So anyway, so I remember looking over and I was in bed, and there was my grandma Mitzi sitting there on my friend Nick's bed. She was sitting on his bed, <gasps> leaning against him. And oh she had my great God. breath. And she had her hair, she had her wig, one of her wigs on. And she looked <gasps> cute. She was like four, she was like four foot 11 and as big as she uh-huh. was around. She was so cute. <laughs> um, she was alive. And she looked just like that. She had a nice little shave, little hourglass <laughs> shave. She was working it out. And, and she was sitting there. I go, Mickey, what are you, like, what are you doing here? Because I came to tell you that I'm okay, that we are okay. And I said, oh. oh. And meanwhile, one of my cats was having surgery back at home that week while I was in Vegas. And she loved cats. She mm-hmm. goes, Sasha's going to be okay, too. The surgery is going to be fine. Sasha will be back to his old self soon. Oh. And I was like, I said, oh, okay. I said, oh, that's good. Wow. Well. And, and then I said, but I, I'm so sorry we just couldn't, like, get it together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I, she goes, it's, it's okay, it's all, it's good, it's okay, we're good. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Yeah. And she stood up and started walking towards the door. And she opened the door and she turns to me and said, I go, Mitzi. And she says to me, 11. And then just walked <gasps> out. My friend, I know. My friend Nick wakes up and he goes, Do we have an earthquake? And we're in Vegas. <laughs> because my bed was shaking. I go, my grandma Mitzi was sitting on and see, my grandma Mitzi loved Paris. And Nick used to live huh. in Paris speaks French. So I she was like they had, they had this little weird connection themselves. I've known her for like twenty years. They had this uh-huh. connection themselves. Yeah. I said that was I said it was my grandma Mitzi. She was sitting on your bed. I was, oh my God. I felt something leaning against me. And I was I think I thought it was uh-huh. something. I didn't know what's going on. Okay. So oh, that later I that love it. and this is like five in the morning. So we had, to, we had to be downstairs around 7 to register for this conference. Go and register. Mm-hmm. So we go downstairs. When I walk up to the counter, they had a, a, um, an advertisement for Macy's, and it said 11% off. <laughs> I never see 11% off. You see 5, 10, 15, exactly. 20, 11% off. I grab it. We get our badges. And she's like, oh, you get these, you get these special tickets. And she goes, and, but we're giving them out to everybody. And she gave, Nick here, she gave mine. And I counted, I had 11 tickets. Nick only <laughs> had like seven rings. I had 11. <laughs> so then we're going with the breakfast. And my bill came to 11 11. Oh, my God. So I like, oh, I love it. So every time I, sometimes on my trips, like I go on trips, I go to a hotel room, mm-hmm. I'll be on the 11th floor. Or my yeah. number's right up to 11. Oh, I and I'll love go, Mitzi's it. With me. I always say, Mitzi's with me. That's my mom. Mitzi is with you. Mitzi's with you. And it's for the last like 10 years. Amazing. And it's amazing that, you know, if, if you had experienced that and you might have said, hmm, like, you know, maybe it was a dream. You know, we always talk. We try to be so rational. We, talk, we can't help right. it. We talk each other out of things. But the fact that he woke up and said the Paris, you know, the French-speaking guy who lives in yeah. Paris, who, that, you know, yeah. Missy loves Paris, that he woke up and said, I felt something, was your confirmation yep. followed by all of the 11s 
to say like, this yep. is me and I'm with you and we're good. I love it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so I happy. always, I, 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 I found $11 in the ground. I find 11 cents in the ground. I mean, I've just, I mean, it's just all kinds of weird stuff like that. And just in the 11 will come up. And that's the thing with her. Like, that's why with her, I know it's her. With other people, other things happen for me that I know it's them. But with her, yeah. it's the 11 yep. thing. And I just, yes. like, seriously, I'll go, I'll, I'll, like, I, like I, I couldn't fly here to Pittsburgh because of my Bell's policy. I'm not ready. They wouldn't let me fly. Mm-hmm. I was like a train here. And my rooms were in rooms 11. I had a room at room 11 on the train. <laughs> I didn't use it. I that love was the it. I got. I love so I was it. like, she's with me throughout the, you know, throughout the train ride. Make sure I get there safe. I always, I always say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love Misty. It's so wonderful. Yeah. And so you, you but, have, it's, I like that you say that, you know, like, you know, the ones that are from her. Like I, I get signs from both of my grandmothers and I just know which, you know, cause they're individual mm-hmm. signs. It's like this one's from her and that one's from her. Um, and so yeah. you get signs from your great grandmother too. So my, so my great-grandmother and my brother, Max, I unfortunately lost my brother, Max, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. He was only 47. I remember. So I, I remember. Yeah, I'm so really sorry. And after, <laughs> after Buzz was so great for me. They were all, everybody just kind of run. And some people after Buzz knew him, actually. They knew him. They didn't know we were brothers. Like, oh, my God, Max, he was so bright and friendly. Makes sense now, just like you. And, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys are brothers. Aww. It was a big thing. Uh, his kind of personality in, 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 in West Hollywood. So he was kind of known. Um, but, yeah, so my great-grandmother she came to me also because I was distraught when she died. I was so distraught. And she came to me one day in my bedroom. I was laying, again, laying in bed, but I was awake. And she said, mm-hmm. I'm good. Don't worry about it. It's I'm good. And we, we didn't end on a bad oh. day. We were fine. But she's like, yeah. she's like I'm yeah. fine. And she looks good. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, I was like okay, girl. Okay, I'm good. And she's like, <laughs> and she's just like just do, she, do what you need to do. Now, she and I had the big mouths in the family. And I, I come from a family of big mouths, but we have the biggest mouths in the family. And that was always our thing. And so I, I'll, get little, I'll get little twinges and things that will come to me that remind me of her. It could be the color of a suit or something that I see that she bought me this suit years mm. ago, and it was a certain color. I'll see that color sometimes. Um, and just certain, yeah. and, she's, and she, you know, she's Puerto Rican, so certain they're West Indian. So there are certain things I get when I go to the Caribbean. I'm like, oh, that's my grandmother. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Arthur right? Arthur And my brother Max yeah. loved Shaka Khan. That was his favorite singer of all time. Oh, really? We saw her in concert, oh, oh. concert several times, about to meet her over the years. And so whenever I hear a Shaka Khan song, I'm like, that's him. I know it's well, And now I'm going to hear Shaka Khan every, all day. Like, you know that song where, like, they say yeah, Shaka Khan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's certain songs of hers that will come on. I'm like, that's him. I'll be thinking about him in a song will come on. Yeah. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. A, a yep. car drive Absolutely. by and it would play Shark Khan. And I'm like, that's it, because I missed him <laughs> immensely. So it's like, and I yeah. thought, stuff, I go, oh, that's him. It's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I have a Shark mm-hmm. Khan poster on my, in my, on my, on my, one of my walls in my house. And sometimes it'll slant to the left a little bit. And I'm like, that's him. <laughs> oh, I put it yeah. back up. Absolutely. It a little bit. I put it back up. I go, okay. He's letting me know he's around. He's watching. Because uh, he'd be so mm-hmm. tickled all things I'm doing. He, got, he got to, at least got to see some of the stuff I was doing. But he'd be tickled yeah. all the stuff I was doing now. So, I mean, so when certain things come out, I'm like, yeah. God, I still want to call him. I'm like, call him and say, Max, and, but I'll get a sign. Like, something will happen. I go, Shaikhan, there it is. That's him. And then I heard she's going to be the Grand Marshal <laughs> of the Rose Parade in L.A. And I'm like, oh, my God, Max would love that so much. Yeah, she was, <laughs> he would love to be here. So, yes. 
So I think I get a little signs. Absolutely. Yes, I get a little signs from them. Yeah. And and you dream about Scrabble? Well, it's funny. I dream about Scrabble, but then then there are times when I hear him walking in my kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a little flower. Yeah, I see these little nails. They're click, 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 click. And I have no dog. I have not not replaced the dog or anything at this point. Um, So my house is is animal free. And I'll hear dogs Mm -hmm. walking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, I'm like, that's, that's so funny because we had a cat and, and he passed a year and a half ago. And we always, for the longest time after that, would be like, we hear his scratchy nails on the floor. Like, we hear him. It's weird. But it's, it's he's saying hi. Yes, he's saying hi. I think, because he, again, mm-hmm. his was another one, though. And for me, it was a, a, it was a one-two punch. It was, he died of a heart attack suddenly. He was 15. Oh, he's sorry. But then the next yeah. day, my grandmother died of a heart attack. So I had uh, two days. It was, it was very stressful for me. And my, my, my brain, my uh, brain froze. Uh, I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even make emotions happen. My brain just froze. Because I was like, these two people, yeah. like, like, the people. this dog and my, my, and my grandmother are very close to me. But they are people. <laughs> yeah. They are people. They are people. Talk, talk to people, yeah. too. And I said, but that, that, was, just, it was, that was stressful for me. And I was like, okay. So I haven't, I, haven't got any good, I haven't gotten any good signs from my grand Susie though yet. So I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but <laughs> she'll get there. Oh, it took Mitzi a little while. <laughs> it sure did. And I guess yeah. we ended up we were on good terms too. I mean, it's, and I just talked to her like maybe yeah. a week before that. So I mean, it's kind of. Yeah. Um, I, have, I, have a few, I have a few friends in my life who uh, passed away that occasionally um, I'll feel their presence. Um, yeah. Something will happen that will remind me of them. Like I'll. I'll I'll have a deja vu moment or something. I'm like, oh, I ordered this hot dog. I'm like, oh, my God. Me and Celsius eat these hot dogs all the time. And, and I mean, there's little things like yeah. that. Like, I, just, I just believe that we're all energy. Absolutely. So why and not? Deja vu is such, a, is such an interesting thing. That can be a sign, too. And, um, and I feel like so often you, like, you'll do something and then you'll real, or something will happen, and then you'll realize, like, it's the, the anniversary of their passing to the other side or it's the yeah. and it's their birthday yeah. or it's some it's like a date that means something and then it's like oh that's the confirmation i needed for them to be like it's me saying hi i mean not always yeah. but but and i yeah. always um, I, you. I yeah and i always think like um sometimes people think when someone passes it's like too late like we didn't get to say goodbye or we didn't get to you know settle something but there's all they're still here and there's always you can, if you need a sign, ask for a sign. They're listening. They're, you can, um, you can hash it out even after they're gone. And sometimes then you'll wake up in the morning feeling better because, you know, you you had this opportunity to talk to the talk to them. They're listening, and sometimes you can have a better relationship even after they're gone. That's not to say that. You know, I always say the best place for our loved ones to be is here, alive for, for, with for, us right, on for. Earth. But um, right. you know, but but it's the fact still remains. Yeah, energy doesn't die; they're still here, and we can still talk to them. And if you need a sign, ask for a sign. But it sounds like well, you're getting funny. funny. I, I have a garden in my in my house in in mm-hmm. Inglewood, and I have a garden. I've been really working on it. It's my favorite thing to do. This has been my sanctuary last five months. Just kind of. Um, oh, this garden, nice. and also it's beautiful. It's being really beautiful, and of course, thank God, LA has great weather most of the time, so I love it. Yeah, <laughs> everything grows. Um, but I talk to a lot of my people because I've had a lot of deaths in my life. I talk to them in the garden. So oh, I'll be I out there, it. and I, I I actually planted some plants for certain people, 
And so I'll be like, oh, we have a, we have a Mitzi tree that's so tall. I mean, it's super tall. I'm like, go on, Mitzi. She's all over the place. <laughs> she's, she's tall. Um, and I have a, a plant for my brother, Max, that's out there, and it's growing. So it's like, uh, so there's times I'll talk to him out in the garden. And I, I feel, oh, and I'll feel like a, a, it'll be like a wind will come by out of nowhere. And it's not windy. I believe it. It's right. like that's them. That's the them saying, I hear you. Absolutely. Like you said, I hear you. I agree. Yeah. And it's perfect that it's a garden because a lot of times I have to meditate more. I don't let my mind quiet enough, but when you, when you do something like gardening or something like my mother does crossword puzzles or I'll like play a game on my phone and it like slows my breathing and slows down my thoughts and yeah. I, and I get out of my head and listen to what's around me. I feel like then is when you can be most connected and, and see them. And, you know, I've, I've I've never literally seen them, but um, feel them. You don't have to, like, see them, but mm-hmm. feel them and talk to them. And, and so the garden is perfect. I, awesome. I love being part of the earth. Again, that's why mm. I go with farm and ag. I love that part of it. I love, I love putting my hand, my hands dirty. I love being out there. I love seeing things grow because you literally are seeing you're, you're, you're cultivating something, and you have to slow down. And when you're when you're yeah. weeding something or whatever, you're just you're literally I'm concentrating on the weeds. And I'm concentrating yeah. on, the, on the actual plant. Like what does this plant need for me right now? And I have a lot of plants out there. So it's like I'm going through each plant and going, What do you need for me? And so it's I'm thinking about that. So it's very it's much yeah. slower down process. I'm going, let me tend to this plant right now and pull the things out of here and rewater that. Let me repot that one. Like if there's things like there's like lots of work to do, so to speak, out there. But it's all yeah. relaxing and fun. And it just sounds like, healing. And it is. And also, I live in an area of, of L.A. where I live there not far from the beach. I go to the beach all the time. I live mm-hmm. like 10 minutes from the beach. And it's just, I, I live in an area where the weather is pretty, pretty good most of the time. So and that's yeah. time. I, think, I think weather does. Like right now, I'm in, I'm in light snow, and it's 35 degrees in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in L.A., most, most, most of the year round, it's pretty mild for me. You get some hot moments and cold moments, but it's pretty mild where I live. And that does yeah. help with mental health too, and mental health yes. stuff too, because you're like, like okay, it's sunny, I'm outside, I want to go my, open my windows, my house, and just, the sun comes through, I feel so good about that, it's so good. It's so true, it's so healthy, because we lived in, so I grew up in New Jersey, lived in New York for many years, that's where I met my oh, husband, okay, and then we were in Chicago, and so we were in yeah. Chicago for six years, and I mean, New York is cold too, I went to school in Boston, right. and I appreciate every day in LA, like not a day goes by where I'm not like, I am so grateful for this weather, because right before we spoke, I, I did a run, you know, a quick run outside to just like, you know, get my exercise in and clear my yeah. head, and and I, it's, I couldn't do that for 10 months out of the year in Chicago. I had to run on the treadmill. Oh, yeah. I had to go to the gym. And it's so healthy to be outside and for me. And, yeah, I appreciate it so much. It's so true. It's so good for your health. What do you say? I'm a career changer, too. And people, okay. um, you know, sometimes people who I thought were my friends would say things like, what are you going to do next? Or, you know, they kind of give yeah. me digs. And and yeah. um, and I, I know that that's you know, that's them speaking their fears and that's them telling yeah. me their story that I can't take yeah. it on personally. But what do you, what's your advice? You're so, you're so wise, James. What do you, what is your advice to, to career changers when people say things like that? Well, I want to say something. You're, I mean, I've always admired you also, and you're somebody who, Aww. she's an authoress also, folks. She has a book. Um, and you know you have, you have and you have you do and you do after show you do you do stuff too so I mean you're out there doing stuff too. My advice 
to people is it's all part of life. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're here on earth wherever long time, yeah. time you're going to be here for. And it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to evolve. It's okay to try something. It's okay to mm-hmm. do something. It's okay to go that direction if you feel like going that direction. It's your life. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not. I mean, Amen. It's, it's yours. Yeah. I mean, I mean, seriously, Amen. everybody has their own path to what they want to do. If you want to stifle yourself, that's your business. If you're somebody who likes one job, so you're 65 years old, you retire, not, no shade there either. If that's what you like to do, then that's yours. Exactly. But exactly. for me, for many people like me, I, I, I grow and change. Some jobs, I mm-hmm. outgrew them. But here's the thing. Right. Everything you do comes with you. So right. as you're gathering nothing stuff. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. There's no people that I wasted 20. You didn't waste 20 years because now you yeah, know exactly. that wasn't for you. That was not the situation. You know how to look at things now in a certain way. Like, that's not, there's nothing bad. Again, to go back to there's no failure. There's no failure. It's just. Exactly. You just, you just, you could change, change your mind a million times. Who cares? Doesn't mean you're flip flopping. Exactly. You're it's just that you are you like doing that anymore. See, to me, I'm not trying. I'm not looking to be happy. I'm looking to be free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And happiness is yes. one of the many emotions that happen in life. When you're free and freer, happiness happens more often. Yes, my and husband I, and I say that all the time. We say happiness isn't isn't um you know it's not things for us we don't care so much about things we care about how we spend our time what are we yeah. what are we free to do yeah. oh i love it and for I me i love it i've had many i've had many careers and i do not every single one i brought with me to where i am today mm-hmm. each one has been useful <clears throat> in sort of things i'm doing yes. today um and i have no regret i have zero regrets any job i've ever had i have zero regrets there are jobs that I like, yes. jobs that I care for, but every single job has added to who I am today. Exactly. So, you learn, you learn so, something from everything, yeah. Exactly. So, but, but, you, but you remember, you're mm-hmm. taking it with you. So everything you do, you're taking that experience with you that may benefit you yep. in something else. Right. So, why, you know, yep. and my friends are like, my friends always just amazed, like, okay, so what else are you going to take on? I'm like, I, I, I don't plan any of this. I don't want no plan any of this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I wake up. I'll be a life coach. I'm going to school for life coaching. I wake up. I'm a Penelope. I don't really plan. I don't plan stuff so much. It's just kind of like I live life. I live uh-huh. life. And that's I live part of being fullest. a creative person, too. Like, you have yeah. to go to what's calling you. Like, you're, you're creative and yeah. smart, and so you're like, I, I'm being called to be a life coach, and you're listening to it, whereas someone else, you know, in a different, different, um, different path, different evolution spot that they're in wouldn't be wouldn't allow the calling to take them, but you're allowing the calling to take you because that's where you are in your path. And it's, it's what makes you so special. That's a great question. That's a great question. But no, I, I, I really tell people, do you, I, I say be yeah. a doer. Be a doer. If yes, that's what like it says on your Instagram. Something. I love it. It does. I, I believe that. If you want to do something, I love it. try it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work out. Again, yep. not a failure. It didn't work out that way. Take that experience with you. Go on to something else. It's okay. Exactly. I love it. It's totally okay. It's totally okay. It's wonderful. So you're working. You you've written many books and you've made a lot of music. And I um 
in the show notes, I link to um, where they can find you on Thank iTunes you. and where they can find you Thank on you. Amazon. But one of the books I want to talk about is has the best yes. title, Who Put the Funhouse Mirror <laughs> in My Bathroom? One Man's Realization About Weight Gain and Loss. It's so great. Well, my most <laughs> successful book. It's so funny. I, one day, seriously, for one day, I looked in the mirror, and I was like, who put the funhouse mirror in my bathroom? Like, it looked like I was, I was kind of squat and so wide, and I'm like, and that literally came to me. I mean, I literally, that's how I felt. And so when I decided to write a book about my journey, part of my journey, I thought, that's very time for the book, right? Um, but one of my right. most, one of my most successful books. I, I really want, my branding, James Hart Jr. branding, is all about being relatable. And mm-hmm. everything that I do, I'm just trying to show people we're all in the same boat. Things aren't mm-hmm. always easy, and it's okay. And here is my story and some of the things I stumbled on as I was kind of going along. Maybe you can relate to it. And that's what this book is about. I'm very proud of the book. And I really want people to read it. And, kind of, and people have told me, oh, my God, I went through the same thing, or I went through something similar, sharing the stories with me. Because it's nowadays we're with this age, you mentioned Instagram, we're in this age of, Showing your best life, showing your best self. Right. I have to do it every day. And, but you don't know the blessings uh-huh. and tears of not eating that pizza tonight and not eating that pint of uh-huh. hot You know, and, and sometimes you plateau off. You're like, I'm not losing weight this week. I didn't lose any weight. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm doing everything. Like, the frustration, <laughs> the things that go on in right. life. Or just that, or, you're, or you're, you're really stressed out that week because of job or family. And so you just, you know, you're stressed out. You don't want to be like. I want to talk about stuff. I want people to talk about that. It's okay to be a regular person going through stuff. As long as you're committed to yourself and you work hard, you'll get through it. But there's times it's not easy. Yes. I don't want to sugarcoat anything. And this book's about that. Right. It's not anything. Right. I awesome. So, I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's yeah. so perfect. And it, I can so relate to what what we see. We see – on Instagram, on all of social media, everyone's highlight reel. We don't see the behind the scenes and the yeah. and the things that are on the cutting room floor. That we that is the relatable part that we all can right. can relate to. This is perfect. I love it. And, and you've written many books my, and poetry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I want to say last thing. Also, yeah, there's, yeah. there's some funny parts in the book too. I'm going to say I always have, I have a weird sense of humor. So there's like humor and everything. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there is. Yeah, I know there. Yeah. You can tell from the title, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty funny too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Sorry, what are you working on now? What are you okay, working? So, I mean, I know you're working on yeah. a lot of things, but. <laughs> okay, so I I want I want people to know this. I started this thing called the Really Short Story Project. I'm really fascinated by short storytelling. It's not easy to do. And mm. but there's a whole world out there of it. And it's a, yeah, and it's, it's very so, hard so to do, sure. I think. Yeah. It's not, not easy to do at all. So I stumbled upon yeah. a way I can do it for some reason. I love doing it. And it's a lot of fun. And so I started this project. I also started the really short story spinoff project. So I've released 11 books at this point, I believe. And yeah. uh, number 11. Books. You know, 11. You know, oh my God, I'm it's so funny. That's right, number 11. That's right. <laughs> Yes. Hi, Lucy. Um, She's so uh, happy you're doing this. <laughs> she is. Oh, she loves to read. She's a big reader. All readers in my family. Uh, it's kind of ironic, oh, nice. right? Uh, but no. Um, but yeah. So uh, uh, my latest book that's out now, I want people to know, I want people to know about. It's called Six Equals One, and it's a spinoff of a story I did in one of my earlier books. And it'll be a series, and it's a mystery. It's a soapy drama. Um, it's five ex-wives who meet up with the current wife. Huh. 
and the husband dies. Oh, and <laughs> and it's just funny. They they're all he has a you see he has a pattern. He had one kid with each of them. He would marry a wife, oh. have a kid, divorce him. Marry a wife, have a kid. It's it's strange. So this is the first. So I'm writing the sequel to that book right now. I did the first one, and I, and I got a lot of attention. Okay. Um, I am a po- I'm a so that one is on artist. Amazon. I'll put I'll put a That's link to it in the show notes. Okay. One. It's on Amazon. It's really cool. Like, I like okay. that one. And also, my series called The Pill. Mm-hmm. People love that one the most. There are two books out. Again, it's a spinoff. Of a, see, my first book I ever did was called Fifty Four Short Stories of Micro. Um, micro, oh my God, I'm blank. Micro, sudden, and flash fiction, volume one. I did 54 mm-hmm. short stories. That was the first book I ever did. That's amazing. So I asked people, I asked, and kind of crazy. It took over a year to write. I asked people, what stories out here would you like to know more about? And so people would tell me, I want to know about that story. I want to know about that story. So the pill was the one that got the most attention. This guy takes a pill, okay. and this guy takes his pill and decides, he doesn't want to take it anymore. What would happen? He drops dead. And that's how oh. it ends. So then I said, okay, well, let me go into the, let me, let me, people want to know the story. So there are two <laughs> books out, Pill Book One and Pill Book Two. They're out. Um, and I expand on the story. So I'm writing the third book. People want that third book so bad. I'm writing the third book right now. Um, so I'm writing that one. The Pill is another one. That's, they're on Amazon. They're another one. Okay. You're in Kindle form or regular. And they're just, people are just like, they're very, they're very interested. You're like, I wonder what happened to him. And I'm writing a mm-hmm. kind of companion story called Half a Pill, which is mm-hmm. a younger <laughs> guy has to take a pill. And so he doesn't do it anymore either. So it's kind of, I'm going to tie it all together. It's all going to be tied together. So doing that. And nice. then Sounds my perfect. most successful, my two most successful books, one was my book I did to the, they called The Hardys. A fan mm-hmm. base of people from the Hallmark Channel who love a show called When Calls the Heart. That after show, myself, yeah. our buddy, Mr. Serafini, and I do at After Buddy. Oh, I love her. Um, I remember that's my girl. We have become the face of the Hardys, and they have treated <laughs> – they, they have thrown me fan events um, in other cities. They have thrown her fan events. They've invited us. I mean, they treat us like royalty, and we love them. I do anything for the Hardys. They're a great group of oh, people from across it. the country. Um, and and there are books. so many of them because it's so, the Hallmark Channel is so popular. Oh, my God. I, Especially I, at Christmas. The Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Channel has, has changed my life because, it's, because that audience <laughs> also watches soaps. That audience also yeah. likes to get organized. It, it has permeated my whole career. Oh, yeah. That's a great, so that's I, your base. Yeah. That's my base. So mm-hmm. I wrote a book for them. And that book got tied I in with Hallmark Channel as my most successful book. Um, oh, I love it. Okay, I'm going to link to that, too. Yeah, so I'm trying to – I'm writing a sequel to that. People want to go to that. So I'm writing that, and that's in the works, too. But my second most successful book was my poetry book. And I was shocked. Aww. I didn't know I, – I, I wanted to express myself. It was a year of my life. I said, which express myself. Yeah. And that book, the untitled uh, – the James Jones Untitled Poetry Book <laughs> – I made a, made a very generic <laughs> title on purpose. Um, it, so it, it became so people, I, all, I mean, people of all ages, which is rice on Amazon. I'm like, I love your book. I'm like, I can relate to it. So I had loss in there. I had joy. In, I mean, I, mm-hmm. my poems were just all over the place. And that poetry book 
led to my recording career, which is, we'll talk about that in a second, I guess, I'm sure. But the poetry book yeah. was, a real labor, was a real labor of love for me. <clears throat> and then, so right now, I, I have the sequel written, and Marissa Serafini is actually producing the cover for it, book cover for me. Oh, nice. She's so talented. And so she's a great artist also. So she's going to do that for me. So another poetry was coming out, but that was my second successful, most successful book. It was just, it was, people loved my poetry. And I'm like, so poetry is not That is so nice because the heart, I think the only thing harder than writing short stories is writing poetry. So that's amazing. <laughs> that is really amazing. I and I love that you I said in, in your conversation with your cousin how, you did these things not to get attention, not to get, you, you know, you, if one person reads it, if a million people read it, you did it because you did it for you and to complete it. And I love that. I did these, everything that I've done was for me. All these yes. were just, they're, they're just on my list. I always wanted to be a published writer. I always want to be a published author. I always wanted to be, there are things I've always wanted to do. So I started checking them off. And so when yeah. I do it, I said, I'm going to release it. Put it out there. I have friends in the business who are like, just put it out there, James. Just do it. And whatever happens, yeah. it's gravy. Whatever happens on top of that is gravy. I got a roll to check this week right. for my book. I was like, oh, that's nice. I mean, I, mean, I, didn't, I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I just put it out there. I just put it out there. Yeah. Like, anybody buys it, I'm, I'm amazed my buys it. I don't, I don't know. But for me, it's a sense of completion. You know, following yeah. something to completion. You know, you know what it's like. You wrote, you wrote a book. You know what it's like. You just start something and to finish it and put it out there. Basically yeah. giving birth. And you know what's gonna happen? Yeah. That's 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 reward. You finished it. Yeah. You say I finished rewarding. a book. I wrote a book. Yeah. It's out there. And so there's so no, no one no one can take that away from you. That's one of the things no one can take away from you. So whether people buy it, that's true. that's a whole subject. It's that you did right. it. Exactly. There are folks out there who exactly. are afraid to do it and they don't do it. So yeah. all this stuff you have to get over that. Yeah. And how did the poetry lead to? Yep. How did the poetry lead to um, the music? I guess it's well, a natural like, session, but well, you know, I have a voice, of course. So people are always like, "Your voice." <laughs> I've done voiceover work. I've done all that kind of stuff, of course. I, I do oh, radio, and I've done all that. I was gonna say you should so, do voiceovers, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I've done that. I've, I've done commercials, things like that. So I've done all that. So people for years have said, "James, you should do," you know, blah blah. I'm like, okay. But I didn't know what I wanted. And, again, I'm not trying to be on the charts. I'm not trying to, like, be in top ten, mm-hmm. you know, like, kind of, like, you know, on the pop charts and like that. But it's just kind of like, well, what would that look like? Like, what would, like, what, yeah. what, what, is, what, is, what, is, what is James Bond Jr. as a recording artist? Like, what is that? And someone said, your poetry, there's some, there's some of your poetry you should set to music. That's how it started. And I was like, well, nice. this is my, this, this, but I was like, but this poetry is for my book. This is something separate. So I sat down to write a song. And what's funny is I was oh, okay. my granddaughter, Scarlett, um, and she's, she's a kid. So I'm like, so Scarlett, Scarlett and I, her father's musician. At the time, he was in a band called Sunny Spot in Sacramento. And so we, I talked about music all the time. And so with him and with my granddaughter and I, we wrote a song together called Crown Upside Down, which Aww. I did release on my album – with this group called Chog, the song is on there actually. I told you she's a songwriter and has a songwriting credit, and she's 13 years old. Nice. Um, but, but we wrote I a song again, and I love that, that process. But so it was cute. hard, but it was so yeah. hard. Writing a song is like that's doing the poetry, it's doing the writing, it's very different. Yeah. And so I said, okay. Um, then I met some producers who I was working with kind of off and on. But I met this one producer, his name is Palms, and he's my main producer. I'm working with Maple, but he's my main. 
And he was like, come on, James, sit down and just really and write, write, a, write a good poet, poem, write a good poem. Mm. And it's, okay, so here's my inspiration. So my first song, I Am Ready, which is like my theme song. Everybody loves that song, my theme song. The inspiration mm. was there's a song by Deepak Chopra that he did. No, I love um, Deepak Chopra. The, me too. Based on the Rumi. So it was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, they did a dance remix of this song he did with Demi Moore, of all people. Huh. And wow. he has a deep, raspy voice. And, they, and this guy named, oh God, who was it? Oh, I forgot his name, but this, re- this real big remix of the time. It's called Do You huh. Love Me? The song is Do You Love Me? I... And it's, Deepak released an album based on the roomie. And Madonna's on it. And obviously, they're all these people are on it. Uh, but the song with Demi Moore, they remixed it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is genius. And it's basically, it's an affirmation set to dance music. I'm all, that's me. I love dance music. Yeah. I love being positive. So I sat down, mm-hmm. and literally in 20 minutes, I, I called Divine Intervention. I am ready, came Yeah. Nice. It literally did. It came to me. And, and when I, because my, the famous lines, is, you know, was, I am ready for success. I am success. I am ready. That's the main mm-hmm. chorus of the song, mm-hmm. and that came to me first. And I said, and then I was awesome. like, I told the universe what I wanted, and the universe replied, "I'm here." For, I mean, I totally. I mean, it just came. It came to me, divine intervention. And and it's amazing said, that you were like, "I'm going to sit down and write it." It's like almost like kind of being like ready to meditate. Like the universe is is reading that you're ready. Yeah. You're sitting down. Yeah, you're going to do ready. it for real. Yeah. We'll give it to you uh, now. Yeah, and it, and it literally, my hand was writing. And then I recorded the vocal, sent it in to my producer, and on my birthday last uh-huh. year, 510, I was born on May 10th, at 11.58 <laughs> p.m. Bringing it all, bringing it all back. Bring it all together, 11.58 p.m., <laughs> yes. he sent me, he sent me the, um, the first, like, first demo. And I cried. Nice. He yes, you heard right it like music. for real for the first time. <gasps> yeah. Perfect. And I was like, Perfect. And, at the, and at that time, it was a one-off. I was like, I was just one little song. James had a song, whatever. But I did it, and I said, this is perfect. You matched the music perfectly to my lyrics. And he was like, I love your lyrics. And so we finished it up, and I released it as a single, and it was very successful for me regionally. Everybody loved it. I mean, people were singing it to me. And Beautiful. I was, it was crazy. And it's, but, I, again, I did it for me. I did that as an exercise, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But, it, but, it, but it really inspired yeah. me. And then the funny part was, while I was in the studio, it's about how things connect. While I was in the studio, I have a three-year-old, I have a, well, now she's three, but by the time she was like two-year-old niece, her name is Michaela Grace, she's my baby, <laughs> and Aww. I was FaceTiming with her. And to make her laugh, she loved my voice. All kids love my voice for some weird reason. <laughs> I had to, to make her laugh, I, I do this. Oh, my God, like, totally. Oh, my God, like, totally. Oh, my God, like, totally. And she would just love it. So I was doing that. And my other producer, because I was working with this group called Chog, this weird dance group, and they said, what are you doing, James? And they came up with music, and I recorded, they recorded me saying, oh, my God, like, totally. And I released that song right <laughs> after I Am Ready, and it became a minor hit. And so it's kind of funny. I'm like, these, I have these two very 
different songs. One was all about, you know, love and light and affirmation. Uh-huh. The other one was Philly. It was like, oh, my God, I like Tully. Oh, my God, I like Tully. <laughs> well, that's a perfect and it balance. A perfect balance because James, I can be funny and silly sometimes. I can be serious sometimes. Yeah. And so that became, those two songs became minor hits for me. And that, that, I, that, that I bit the bug. That was it. I was like, I'm in. And I, and I realized I, I came it. at the right time, too, in history where you can release your own music to my own label, JLJ Media, to my own label. And, you can, and I mm-hmm. made my own contracts with my people. Like, you can do it yourself now. A lot of times I yeah. can do it yourself. So I came at the right time Great. To, to release this kind of stuff. And so that led me to, for a year, I recorded, I recorded all these songs. I recorded like 30 songs over a year, period, with different producers and different people. Wow. And then this year is when I released my first couple albums. So, but, but, but originally it was I Am Ready. But it was that poetry book that led to me writing the song, that led me work with another group, that led me to a recording career. Perfect. Exactly how it should be. One thing leading yeah. to another. Oh, I love Perfect. that. I love they're I love they're that kicking us off at, at uh, um, Blog Talk Radio, kind of like they do at After Buzz TV. I could talk to you, you forever. Crazy. I know, and I could I talk to you crazy. forever. But please well, listen, tell everyone where they again. can find you. I know, okay, absolutely. You find, we have, we have to talk again, more. Okay, you can find me on all social media platforms at James Lott Jr. It's very, it's very simple, and a lot is two Ts. My blog is the superorganizeruniverse.com. Great blog posts on there. Um, my YouTube channel is JLJ Media. My SoundCloud page is James Lott Jr. Um, and I'm on Spreaker.com, iTunes, and iHeartRadio under James Lott Jr. All my programs are there. Uh, just, just follow me everywhere. You can follow. You start. You can start there, and then just type James Lott Jr. in, and you'll find me everywhere. Excellent. Thank you so much. You're awesome. It's my pleasure. You're you're the best. Awesome. You're the best. We're gonna have oh, you are. Like, we're gonna have lunch together. We get back to LA. We keep it. We keep meeting. Yes, have lunch. Please. Now I left town for two months, but we're gonna, we're gonna have lunch when we get back. <laughs> yes, definitely. Feel good and stay warm in in uh, on the East Coast in Pittsburgh. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm trying. I'm, 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 I'm right now. Thirty thirty five degrees right now. Inside the house in the, in the heater. It's good. <laughs> They're freezing in Jersey too. So you're all in it together. I'm sure they are. Stay warm. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you for. Of course, thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye. And thank you to everyone listening. You can find me on all social media at Fern Rone.